Imagine if you went from feeling fine every day to feeling amazing. How would your life be different? Everyone has the ability to feel amazing again and again. You just need the right tools to get there. If you're ready to feel amazing, stick around. Now, here's the host of the I'm Not Fine Show with functional nutrition coach, Lizzie Enns. Welcome, welcome, everyone. We are here for another amazing show on the I'm Not Fine Show on the Inspired Choices Network uh, show here. First of all, if you are here and you're listening in, um, I want you to know that you can also reach me at my email if you have any kind of questions or if you are looking to work with someone like me that works in the field that I do, the functional field, and we work on healing the body from root cause issues, which is actually something we're going to talk about a lot today because we're talking about food sensitivities but if you are someone that is stuck and you need that next step for help, reach out to me. Email me at lizzieundietyourself.live. Send me your questions. Also, you can book a free consultation with me if this is something that you're looking for and needing to go to that next step so that you can feel like you are on the right forward with your health. This is something that I always tell people. If you are constantly looking for that next thing of what is actually going to help your health. It's sort of like throwing darts at the wall. This person said, do this. This person said, do this. And you're just kind of grabbing on to all of the information that is out there in the universe on social media, what doctors are telling you, what coaches are telling you. But nobody is actually considering you as a whole, as a person. And that is like throwing darts at the wall because you're just kind of guessing what may be wrong and why you're not getting the answers that you're getting. That's when you need to calm everything down around you. That's when you need to work with someone one-on-one, -on -one, work with someone that's going to get a full health history of what is going on, and then do in-depth lab testing, you can do lab testing, you can do urine testing, you can do all kinds of testing to find out the root issues of what is going on with your health. Now, here's something that I talked about a little bit yesterday on my Instagram stories, actually, which was really funny to me after the fact, because I noticed that I had a drop in followers after I said this, which is 100% okay. But some something that happens quite a lot, and I get it, I get it. But something that happens a lot on social media is I will get a lot of questions sent to my direct message. Hey, Lizzie, I have this specific problem going on. What should I do? Hey, Lizzie, my doctor told me this is where my levels are at. What should I do? And I just want to what I what I shared on my story yesterday is I simply unless I'm working with you and I have your entire health history and then do laps and like get the full picture of what's going on. I can't tell you what you should be doing. One it's not legal. Two is not ethical to do that for me to tell you over social media what you should be doing. 
if I don't know you and I don't know your health history, that's detrimental to your health. And there could be some really, really big errors that get made. And three, that's not fair to you. It's not fair to you if I don't know you and I don't know your full his health history and I haven't even seen what's going on with your labs. And then I come in and I tell you, well, this is what you should be doing. These are the supplements that you should be taking. This is what you should be eating. That's not ethical and it's not fair to you and it's not legal. So just know that. And it was just funny to me that after I made that really clear and I said, listen, I can't tell you. Um, some people said, bye-bye. And that's okay. I'm okay with that. It doesn't matter, but I just want you guys to know that. Okay. I'm going to get off my soapbox now and talk about today's show. We are going to talk about food sensitivities. Food sensitivities are sort of like silent killers in a sense. Someone asked me before I went on a show, she asked me, Lizzie, what if you have a food sensitivity and you don't know that you have it? And I was so glad that this question came up because this is really, really common. You can have a food sensitivity and be eating that specific food every single day and you don't even know that you have a sensitivity to it but what it does is it can create inflammation in the body it can create brain fog in the body it can create this downstream like ripple effect in your health without you even knowing i'll give you an example I at one point had did a food sensitivity test and sometimes you have to take food sensitivity tests with a grain of salt a little bit. But when I did my test, I had about a hundred different food sensitivities and these were all foods that were quote unquote healthy. In general, they would be healthy. I'm talking about spinach, walnuts, some some of the meats, chocolate, like if you eat regular healthy chocolate that doesn't have a lot of sugar added in, it's totally fine because it's high in magnesium and it can it can uh, provide minerals that your body actually uses. But I had about a hundred different ones. Eggs was on there. Obviously, I had gluten, dairy, and some of those were incredibly shocking to me. I remember seeing garlic and onions and ginger and mushrooms. I remember seeing all of those on there and I was I was dumbfounded. I thought, how can this be possible? Like how how is it possible that I have so many food sensitivities, but all of these are coming from the healthy foods that I eat on a day-to-day -day basis. But you know what happened? I was having uh, a lot of health issues like skin issues, bloating, tired all the time. And uh, I didn't realize at the time that some of that was actually the food sensitivities that I had to these foods that I was eating every day. So what I did is I went on a journey of eliminating those foods for a while. But here's what I want you to know. It's not enough just to eliminate foods. Because the reason that we are sensitive to 
foods and have food sensitivities is because there's an imbalance going on in our gut. There's inflammation going on in our gut. It could be enzyme deficiency, which we talked about last week. It could be a low stomach acid, which we talked about two weeks two weeks ago. So there's a lot of information been leading up to this, but those things can contribute to food sensitivities. Now, I'm going to get into the three different types of, of uh, sensitivities and allergies and what the difference is, because there's there's food sensitivity, there's sensitivity, and then there's allergy and all of that. I, I'll get into that. But is I want you to know that it's not enough just to cut food out. You have to know how to go about healing the gut and giving your body what it needs so that it can heal and so that you can bring those foods back eventually. That's what I did. When I learned that I had all these sensitivities, I actually ended up cutting almost all of them out. I also had really, really high candida levels at the time, which if you have high candida levels, the chances of your food sensitivities being higher are, are higher. But with that being said, I went on this, this four-month journey of cutting foods and helping my gut heal, getting my candida levels down. And then what I started to notice is as I cut the foods out, and then if I would have them, I would notice whether or not I would react to them. And so before, because I was having them every day and I was just used to kind of feeling the way that I was feeling, I was not able to detect whether or not I was sensitive to those foods. So a lot of times when it's something that we've been having for a long time and we've never really eliminated it for a period of time to see whether or not we feel any different when we get off of it or when we bring it back in. We don't really know if we're sensitive to it. But I will tell you right now, have, uh, food sensitivity and finding out whether or not you are sensitive to a specific food is one of the hardest things to detect because it can be really, really mild. But the other thing to remember is it can affect your immune system. So let's say you have an egg sensitivity. That was actually one of my sensitivities. But let's say you had an egg sensitivity and you're always eating eggs. Well, if you're sensitive to those eggs and you're constantly eating them, your digestive system has to work harder to digest it and work it off, even though it's it's inflaming it, it's causing inflammation in the body. Now your immune system has to go into overdrive to try to compromise and make up for the inflammation that's being caused because of the food that is causing the inflammation that you're sensitive to. So let's say, for example, you, for some people, if they don't have eggs for a while, they go somewhere and they're still sensitive to the eggs, but they go somewhere and they're like, I'm just going to have eggs because I want to have eggs. And um, they think that they can just handle it, right? Because sometimes we do need to test it. If their body is not ready to digest the eggs 
and it causes inflammation, what it actually does is suppress the immune system and people can get sick literally just from eating the food that they're sensitive to. That's how some food sensitivities can work. If it's a, a um, sensitivity that's like high on the list. For me, example would be gluten. So gluten was one of those things that I just knew that I was really, really sensitive to. I'm not as sensitive to it as I used to be. Thank God. So sometimes when I go out to eat and I'm like, I want the burger and I have the bread and it has gluten in it, I'm actually okay. But before I would have that and literally either the same day or the next day, I would get headaches and migraines. That's how sensitive I was to that. And in my my worst time of all the food sensitivities, I would get sick all the time. I would get food poisoning really easily and I would get sick really easily. And one of the things that was really, really hard for me to do during that time was traveling. If I would travel somewhere and enjoy different kinds of foods and foods that I was sensitive to, if I would come back from that trip, if I, it was mostly like when I would fly somewhere. But coming back from that trip, sometimes it would take me a week to two weeks to recover from that trip. It was really, really difficult. But our immune system already goes into overdrive just in general when we're flying because you're exposed to like all the germs and then you're inhaling like the fuel from the from the plane. So like here's here's something that you can do when you're flying, which is something that I do is when you're, you know, like when you're sitting there and they're like getting ready, they're firing up the engines to like get, get ready to leave. And all of a sudden you start smelling that jet fuel and you're like, oh, that's, that is really gross. Well, what you actually should do is take your shirt or something and just cover up your mouth and your nose so that you don't keep inhaling that because that jet fuel will actually do a lot of damage to, to your immune system. So you already have that going on and then you're traveling and you're enjoying all the ice cream and the fried foods and the burgers and the drinks and all that stuff. And it's just this like <laughs> catastrophic thing on your digestive system, but also your immune system because they go hand in hand. Okay, so that was only the first part of what we're going to talk about today in food sensitivities. When we come back, I'm going to share with you three different types of reactions that we go through or that we can have. So please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back and we're going to continue on this journey talking about food sensitivities. And then towards the end of the show, I'm going to share some things that you guys can do to help as you walk yourself through this. We'll be right back. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good, and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools 
that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email become a host at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are back on here on the I'm Not Fine show. Real quick, though. If you are not on the Inspired Choices Network app yet, like you can literally go on your phone and download Inspired Choices Network app and you can see all the shows in there. So if you want access to my show on there and then all the other shows that are part of Inspired Choices Network as well, you want the app so that you can uh, get notifications every time there's new ones in there. And you just follow along on all of them. If you're listening to this in there or if you're listening on any of your other favorite platforms that you like to listen to, whether it's podcast or video, um, please leave, leave me a review on there. Let me know how you're liking the show. It really, really helps me to know what else I need to be sharing and talking about because I want to provide as much value and information as I possibly can for you guys. But it helps me when I know what is helping you guys. So make sure you do that because we want to make a massive difference in the world. All right, we're going to get back to the show here. So before we went to break in the first section, we were talking about, I, I was sharing a little bit about what can happen and how uh, food sensitivities are sometimes sort of like a silent killer. Like it's really, really difficult to detect sometimes whether or not you are sensitive to something. So there's very strategic things that you can do to find out. And remember this one thing, a food sensitivity test needs to be taken with a grain of salt. Um, you don't, when you uh, go into eliminating foods, your goal should not be to eliminate, especially healthy foods forever for the rest of your life. Your goal should be to heal your gut, heal your immune system, help your body overall so that you can go back to eating the eggs and the dairy and the walnuts. For me, a big piece of it was the walnuts. But then later on, I also found out that I had a lectin sensitivity and walnuts are really high in lectins. So that answered my question there. But walnuts in general are just such an amazing superfood. So I was really sad, although I will tell you this, I was eating them at the time that I 
uh, did my food sensitivity test. I was literally eating these walnuts every single day. And here's why. Because I made them myself and they're like crack. So if you're not sensitive to walnuts, I encourage you very, very highly to try this. You get raw walnuts. You soak them overnight, either 8 to 12 hours. You soak them. That actually helps break down the lectin in them. And then you rinse them off, let them dry off for a little bit. You put some oil on them and some salt. You put them in the oven and you roast them until they're crunchy. And now you got salted, crunchy walnuts. I'm dreaming about them right now. I need to try them again to see if I can handle them because that was my go-to. And they're really high in calories, so be careful. But they will give you really, really good, healthy omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acids. They're they're like a brain superfood. So if you can handle them, there's your little uh, tip from me for today. So there's three different types of reactions. There's an allergy reaction, then there's a sensitivity, and then there's an intolerance. IgE and IgG are allergy and sensitivity reactions that are immune-mediated responses. So this has to do with your immune system. So a lot of times when people have their sensitivities checked, they're actually checking the wrong panel. Okay, so remember this, IgE, IgG are allergy and sensitivity reactions that have to do with your immune system, okay? And intolerance, however, this is where people get tripped up. Sensitivities and intolerance are two different things. An intolerance is something that your body is not able to tolerate. And this has to do with your gut. So for me, I probably had a much higher list of intolerances than what I had sensitivities or allergies. So your intolerance has to do with the gut and it's typically due to deficiency or insufficiency of a particular enzyme. So if you are have a, an intolerance to dairy, it could be hay, you don't have a specific enzyme that allows you to tolerate and digest the uh, lactose that is in dairy or just dairy in general. So one of the things that can actually happen is let's say you said, hey, I'm going to be dairy free for the rest of my life. And let's say you had dairy for years leading up to that time. Maybe you did create a or maybe you did become sensitive or intolerant to dairy over time could be something happened to your gut lining or your immune system, or maybe it was poor quality dairy. For me, that was a big part of it. And so also think of it this way. If you're eating poor quality dairy and it's causing disruption and inflammatory issues within the gut, it can start causing this downward spiral and ripple effect of health issues. So it could have been, hey, it was the quality of the dairy that was the problem, not the actual idea that it was dairy. That's what matters. So for me, let's just let's just talk about this for for an example. I grew up on a farm, grew up Amish on a farm. We milked our own cows. 
our dairy was never pasteurized. Straight from the cow, milk the cows by hand, strain the milk through the strainer, cool it down. We got raw cream to make butter and whipped cream and all the best of the best of stuff. And we had milk and then we had buttermilk, all these things, but nothing of that was ever pasteurized. So none of the enzymes, none of the vitamins, none of none of the stuff that was in the milk was taken out. And our our cows were pasteurized. The, so in the summer, they're out in, in on the pasture grazing all summer long. And they still got fed um, feed, uh, but they got grass fed as well. And then in the winter, it was too cold for them to be out on the pasture, but they would be in the barn, but they would still be eating the hay that grew on our farm in the summer. So it was just a cycle that was happening. So like I said, it's not always the fact that it's dairy it, or the, the actual food. It's the same thing with gluten. It's not the fact that it's gluten. It's how it's processed, how they're processing it. So gluten is highly GMO, right? You go to Europe, you, you don't have any typical gluten problems. A lot of people with gluten issues in America can go to Europe and eat all the gluten that they want and not have an issue. And that has to do with the way the wheat is grown and glyphosate that's on it. And then the way that they process it and the way that they strip it. So think about this. Like I think about how we grew our, we grew our own wheat. Now we, we did, we used some of it for, for baking and cooking and stuff like that. But I'll be honest, like we bought a lot of our flour that was already flour because we didn't have like a flour grinder or anything like that. But um, it's if you harvest the wheat berries, the whole wheat berries, it's not white. It, it Nothing is stripped from it. So if you think about it, if you're using white flour, white flour is actually flour that's coming from wheat berries, but it's just been stripped down into white flour. So the glyphosate, the GMOs, all of those things are the things that are, are affecting our body and why we're getting sensitive or allergic to those types of things is because of how it's how it's grown and how it's harvest, harvested and then how it's processed. That there is where the problem lies. <laughs> And that is what people need to understand is that it's not necessarily the fact that it's gluten, it's the way that it was processed. Okay, so when we talk about these types of things, as far as allergies, sensitive, uh, sensitivities, and um, intolerances, I talked about this a little bit earlier, but when we eat food on a daily or several times a day that we are sensitive to, that puts a high level of that into our bloodstream, which is, you know, the example of me getting headaches and migraines from having gluten because it got into my bloodstream and then it caused chronic inflammation and bloating and those types of things. So all of those things um, can happen over time. Now, 
there's there's uh, variations in length of reactions. So for some people, a daily sensitivity reaction can occur any anywhere from 12 to 72 hours after exposure. So sometimes when people eat something and they're like, well, I ate that, but I didn't I didn't have any reaction to it. Like I didn't feel anything when I ate it. Well, you can be reacting to it 72 hours later. So it depends on each individual. So it could be 12 hours later you're reacting to it or 72. And here's something to remember. It can take, if it's something that your body's not digesting well. So I talked about this either last week or the week before. I talked about how it should take no more than 24 hours for after you consume a food for it to then be eliminated from your body, right? You should be eliminating it. But depending on what's going on and how slow your digestion is and how slow things are moving through your body, that is also why it can take up to 72 hours for you to have a reaction, for you to be bloated. So think about this. Your intest, your stomach is not in your, your belly area. Your stomach is actually much closer to your sternum. And then your small intestines and your large intestines are in your belly area. So for a lot of people, when you experience a lot of bloating, it actually has to do with, with your small intestines and your large intestines, inflammatory issues going on there. We can cause so much trauma to our intestines that they're constantly inflamed. And there's these little villi in there that look like fingers. And those are the little villi are the ones that are digesting everything when it comes in there. It's the wall. And there's there's a whole lot more layers to that. But I'm just going to talk about the villi right now. Um, they're all constantly digesting things. But what can happen when we constantly have things that are causing inflammation, it actually starts to break down those villas. And that's when we start having um, things seep through there and out into our bloodstream where we don't want it. So that's called leaky gut syndrome, by the way. Okay. So it's time for us to go to our next break, but when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about this and what some things are that you need to be looking out for, some of the most common food sensitivities, all of that stuff. And then I'm also going to share some other things on what you can do and where you can get started. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I'm Lizzie Yance on the I'm Not Fine Show. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good, and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time 
11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to lizzie at undietyourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. We are on a roll here talking about food sensitivities, intolerances, allergies, the different types of things to know and look out for. And I'm going to talk about some of the most common food sensitivities and also reactions to look out for. Because sometimes, like I said early on here, like we don't even really know what to look out for. Like, are we sensitive to certain things? And it's sort of like playing detective sometimes. But I want to share with you, this is actually something, a topic that I share an entire lesson on in my eight-week Heal Your Gut course. And if food sensitivities or intolerances are something that you are struggling with, then I would highly encourage you to go grab that course because I give you a step-by-step guide on things that you can do to start your healing journey of intolerances sensitivities. And sometimes it's not as complicated as we think, but it sounds complicated, right? And sometimes all you need is for someone that is an expert that comes in and says, here are some very simple but strategic things that you can do to start that journey of healing. And that specific lesson in my gut course, you get to learn that and then put things into action of what you can do. Someone asked me, Uh, while we were on break, what is leaky gut? Leaky gut is simply what it sounds like. Your gut is leaking. And what that means is the walls of your gut, your intestines, when we talk about our gut, we're talking about our intestines, not our not our stomach. Remember, our stomach is like up closer to our sternum and our rib cages, not in our belly area. So when we're talking about the gut, we're talking about our intestines, small intestines, large intestines. And leaky gut means that the walls of our intestines have been so damaged, which goes back to the villas and the mucosal coating. So there's supposed to be a coating on there to protect like things to be seeped out into our bloodstream and the rest of our body. But what leaky gut means is that those walls have been so damaged that, and it's so inflamed that things are able to seep out through the villi and the linings and then get out into our bloodstream, which is why some people have such chronic 
bloating issues, no matter what they eat and what they do. And that takes some very strategic step-by-step healing in order to get your intestinal lining back up and avoid the leaky gut stuff that's happening. Um, It's not fun. I have seen some people that have had really excessive bloating and it was due to leaky gut. And there's, there's things that you can heal from it. You absolutely can, but you definitely need to know what it is that you need to do and what you need to give your body One, what you need to give your body in order for it to heal, because you can do that through food and certain supplements to help your body heal. Two, you need to know what you need to cut out from your diet that's causing all of the inflammation in the intestinal lining. I'll give you a couple examples. Uh, If you're sensitive to gluten, that's going to definitely cause a reaction or cause inflammation and things to be torn down in, in the intestinal line. Alcohol is one of them that can do it. Uh, excess caffeine, high uh, sugar and high fried foods, you know, all the things that we want to moderate anyway, how much of it that we have um, all the time. Those are things that are going to definitely affect the intestinal lining. However, if you are sensitive to eggs, and walnuts like I was, like foods that you're like really intolerant of or sensitive to, those are things that are going to continue, even though they're healthy, they're going to continue to cause inflammation in that intestinal lining and avoid or prevent the intestinal lining to be able to be healed. So that's where you need to be very strategic in what it is that you need to do in order to help your intestinal lining actually heal so that you can go back to eating the healthy foods that that you want to eat anyway. How do the walls of the intestines get damaged? Um, Someone asked me this question, which I love. And I think that I kind of covered that already is like it's it's the, um, the the things that are coming in that we're sensitive or intolerant to that are continuing to break things down. That's what you want to think about. So you have to give yourself, your body a break. Because sometimes when people are like, well, I'm, I, I know I'm sensitive to gluten, but if I only have it like once a week or, or whatever, like I'll be okay. And the reality is, is if you are, really intolerant or sensitive to that even that what this might sound really strict but it's the truth and i i tell you guys the truth even that one time that you're having it one time a week even that can prevent your gut lining from completely healing so there has to be a period of time where you just don't have it at all so you can allow your body to heal and for some people that's six months or more. It just really, really depends on the level of the damage that was done and how long you need to give it. When I did my protocol, I did it for, I did it very, very strictly for four months. And then after that, I just slowly like added some things in over time. Um, But it was pretty rigorous. But I, I also 
Um, I don't advise everybody to do it. I just know that I can. And if it's something that I want to do and I know that I can commit to, I know I can do it. Not everybody wants to do it like that, but I was on very, very strict protocol that I put myself on because I I have the knowledge behind why I'm doing it and I know that I can. I don't advise everybody to do that because the other thing to remember is if you're stressing about everything, <laughs> that's not going to help your digestive system either. And you also want to think about your nervous system and your parasympathetic system and all of the things that you also need to calm down. And if you're constantly in a fight or flight and you go, 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 and you can't calm things down, that can cause inflammation too, which then is a downward ripple effect of inflammation in your digestive system. So it's more than just what you're eating and what you can or can't eat in order to heal. You also need to look at the entire system and bring it all together. Now, the the delayed um, pathways are not like fully understood. And it's it's just a mechanism that is kind of, there, there's not a lot of like research and information on some of this stuff. And so because of that, um, a classic example would be like an immediate type of IgE allergy, the concept of delayed food and chemical allergy has been difficult for a lot of medical uh, communities and professionals to accept. And a lot of doctors actually kind of think it's like hocus pocus, like they don't they don't really think that it's actually like real. So that's why a lot of people get kind of like shoved to the side because they think that it's not actually real. But the reality is, is it is. It's just a matter of getting in there and figuring out what it is. And a lot of that has to do with listening in to what your body is telling you. And you sort of have to become like a detective with your body, but you also don't want to be obsessive. Like there's such a fine balance between listening to your body and then assuming that everything is wrong and being being so uh, such a uh, hyper detective, I like to say, where you're like assuming or expecting that everything is hurting you and you don't want that either. Like you have to have a healthy relationship with everything and just learn how to like tune in without being afraid that everything is out there to kill you. This is something that I've been really frustrated with in the health community is that there's so much fear mongering going on and there's so many people out there that are saying all of these uh, things that are bad for you and they're literally going to kill you and all of these things. And I'm like, how about, you know, we calm things down a little bit and how about we like help people understand that like our body is also incredibly smart and incredibly capable, so capable that it can heal. And so instead of focusing on all the things that are going to kill you or potentially kill you, how about we focus on bringing in the things that are going to help you? 
listen, I know that there are a lot of things that I avoid. That's because I've educated myself. And that's why I'm here to educate you guys. But my job is not to put more fear in you. My job is to educate you and say, hey, you don't need to fear all the seed oils that everybody is telling you that are going to kill you. Do you want to avoid them as much as possible? Yes, I will tell you the top oils I avoid. Canola oil. I will avoid canola oil like the plague. <laughs> and that is my choice. And there's a reason for that. I've done that for years. I Canola oil is one of the highest inflammatory oils that is out there. So canola oil is one of them. But just in the last couple of years, there's been this rise of like, avoid all seed oils. And while you do want to make sure you don't have an overconsumption of them, you know, if you have them, if you have a little bit here and there and your body is in good shape to help fight things, you don't have anything to worry about. Remember, it's the dose that makes the difference, not always the product. All right. It's time for us to go on to our next break and we're going to come back on the last section of the show. I'm going to talk a little bit about some of the most common food sensitivities and then symptoms to look out for if you think that you may have a sensitivity or an intolerance to something. So please don't go anywhere. I'm Lizzie Anza on the I'm Not Fine show where we talk about things that we're not fine with, but we're here to make a difference. We'll be right back. We often get used to just feeling fine instead of reaching to feel excellent or even good. Wellness is about feeling good, and that is a journey of continually coming back to what is nourishing and healing for us. Your body is functional and ever-changing, like a pendulum swinging. We must learn how to move with our bodies. Tuning into I'm Not Fine with functional nutrition coach Lizzie Enns will provide you with simple but effective tools that you can use right away so you can go from feeling just fine to feeling amazing. Listen for I'm Not Fine on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is I'm Not Fine with Lizzie Enns. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Lizzie at UndietYourself.live. Now back to the program. Welcome back, you guys. We are back to finish this show strong. Before we get into the last section of the what we've been talking about today with food sensitivities and intolerances, next week we are going to be talking about fiber. And I'm telling you guys, you don't want to miss that show because fiber, it is one of those things that is not talked about enough, but it's one of the most important things that people need to know that they need to be getting enough of. And I'll tell you right now, a very, very, very low percentage of the population actually gets enough fiber on a daily basis. I'm not going to get into that because that's next week's show, but I just want you to know that. And I'm going to be talking about why it's so important. So please come back for next week's show because that one is going to make a huge difference in your life as well. All right, let's talk about what some of the most common food sensitivities are. Corn. 
Yup. Corn. This is something that always makes people laugh. <laughs> Do you want to know why people are so sensitive to corn and they don't even know? It's a highly GMO food. And it gets sprayed with glyphosate and all kinds of things. And I've had, I, this is what I tell people. I don't eat a lot of corn except for corn, organic corn chips. At Costco, they have these corn tortilla chips that are made, are organic. So it's, I can't do non-organic corn because if I do, I will literally get a headache. And I know it's because of the glyphosate and all the stuff that's on the corn. So if I eat, if I like to make stove pop popcorn, and if it's non-organic, I can't eat it. I will immediately feel the headaches and the bloating. And it's not because it's corn. It's because of what is on it and what is in it. But at Costco, they have these huge bags of corn tortilla chips. And they have like five ingredients in them. And it's like organic corn. And uh, I believe they use... Um, it's either avocado or coconut oil. I can't remember. Anyway, and then salt, so like super clean. And I love them. So I will eat that. But here's something that I always tell people is <laughs> corn is, think about this. Corn is not something that we need to be consuming anyway. Like if you want it every now and then, great. But like, it's not really even a vegetable. It's mostly just like, a, a carb with loads of sugar on it, right? So it doesn't, corn doesn't have a lot of nutrients. And here's, uh, I, I always um, tell people corn is actually to like fatten you up because here's an example, like on the farms, if if you had cattle or pork or any kind of like beef that was out on a pasture all summer long and all they were eating was grass all summer. And your goal was to bring them in in the fall to uh, sell them to the market for beef. What they would do is bring them in, keep them in the barn where they're not running around and they feed them just corn feed. And that fattens them up really quickly and they get that nice, healthy, juicy fat in there. And corn did that. And pigs mostly eat corn feed. So anyway, there's there's your little corn uh, history. And some people don't like it, but I always like laugh and I'm like, it's the truth. That's what it is. Eggs, dairy, soy, sugar, wheat slash gluten, yeast for some people. Uh, some have a high sensitivity to shellfish on the list as well. And those are some of the most common ones. There's obviously more, as you can tell from, from the show earlier when I was talking about some of mine. I'm telling you, like, I had, like, spinach, kale, broccoli, chocolate, uh, meat. Like, I wasn't allowed to eat beef. Like, all of those things, like, were on the list. Um. What are some signs that you may have food sensitivities or intolerances? Gas and bloating. So if you have a lot of gas, that, that is definitely a sign. Um, some people even experience incontinence, like for a child. If a child has a lot of incontinence stuff going on when they shouldn't have, that can be a sign of a food sensitivity. Uh, if you constantly have a distended belly, that's inflammation. Remember that inflammation. 
congestion, sinus problems. When I used to eat dairy, pasteurized dairy, um, let's say I would go out to eat and I would just have a dish that had cheese on it. I would literally get a runny nose right after eating it, which always told me like I shouldn't be having the cheese because it was causing sinus issues. Um, I also have had moments where it would, I would go through the holidays where I was consuming more sugar and dairy and gluten. I would literally go get a full blown migraine. And it was because of the foods that I was sensitive to. Um, actually, nearly all migraines, not all, but nearly all migraines are related to food sensitivities and intolerances. Get that. Sometimes it's a deficiency in vitamins and minerals, but if you are deficient in vitamin and minerals, and then on top of that, you're sensitive to foods that you're consuming all the time, um, that can just be like this massive trigger. Um, lack of focus. So like if you ha are having uh, having brain fog and you're not able to like focus really well, that can be one. Low energy, mood swings, joint pain is a big one for people, skin problems, rosacea, eczema, asthma is one as well. So asthma is a big one. If you are having, if you have asthma and you're having dairy, you should probably like, just be like, I'm done with dairy because the dairy can cause mucus. Uh, autoimmune is another one that can be. And so really what you want to think about, um, what I'm going to tell you right now, right off the bat, as we're about to end the show here is your immune system needs your attention. So you need to be making sure that you're bringing things in to support your immune system and help you heal your gut lining. Very, very, very key. You need to sleep. You need to poop. You need to regulate your blood sugars and you need to help your immune system. So think about things that you can bring in to help your immune system. And this is something that I'm gonna, I'm just gonna remind you real quick here one last time. These are things that I walk you through in the gut course. So if that is something that you're like, I need help with that, I, I, I just wanna encourage you another one more time, go grab that gut course in the, the link is in the um, show notes because that is something that you, it comes with homework. And you can walk yourself through being able to do that. So thank you so much, you guys, for tuning in today, listening in. I hope this was incredibly helpful for you. I'm Lizzie Ant on the I'm Not Fine Show. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to the I'm Not Fine Show. Lizzie Ends returns Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, have the best week of your life by making choices that take you from feeling fine to feeling amazing.